you're seeking biblical wisdom and understanding in these difficult and trying times, and you recognize the power of God's Word to delve deep into the issues of the heart, then welcome to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney, husband, father, counselor, author, and teacher. Join us for Christ-centered, gospel-driven truth concerning our individual, marital, and parenting struggles. This is Biblical Counseling Today. We continue with season eight here on Biblical Counseling Today. We're discussing that vital relationship between parents and their adult children, specifically their adult married children. And we're looking at it from the perspective of the parents, but it also applies to you if you're the adult child. Just reverse the perspective. During the time before my first grandchild was born, I was repeatedly asked a very strange question, at least to me. What's your grandparent name going to be? Grandparent name? I grew up thinking that every grandfather was named Grandpa. Clearly, that's not the case. There's Pop, Papaw, Grandpop, and even Pop-Pop. Some grandparents even told me that I didn't really get to choose my new grandfather name, that honor goes to the first grandchild. Well, that's a scary thought. I certainly didn't want to leave my new permanent name to the first words of some rebellious toddler. So after being asked a few times, I solidified my answer. I declared all my grandchildren will just call me Dr. Kwasney. I would like a very formal relationship with them. Needless to say, the people who took me seriously were deeply appalled. In the end, though, my name has become Doc, which is so much more fun. The names we call each other in family relationships communicate a lot about how we think about each other. I love that my father still calls me number one son or my boy, even though I'm in my mid-50s. He, on the other hand, doesn't like it when I call him grandpa. He still wants his son to call him dad. When your child becomes an adult, gets married, and gives you a grandchild, your name for him may or may not change. Yet what must change is that your relationship moves from parent-child to adult to adult. Sometimes this happens naturally and normally, but often there can be problems that keeps this transition from occurring. So today we're going to dig down deep into the subject of treating your adult child as an adult. What happens when your adult child acts more like a child than an adult? Or what happens if he or she is being an adult, but you still keep treating him or her like a child anyway? These are some common problems that need to be addressed well and solved biblically. So let's start with when you continue to treat your adult child more like a child. Barry has graduated from college, landed his dream job, and is beginning to make some real money. He is happily married, and his first child is nearly two years old. By any objective standard, he's officially made it to adulthood. Yet it seems like the last human beings on the planet to acknowledge Barry's arrival into adulthood are his parents. They still treat him like he's a teenager, and sometimes even a child. But that's understandable, isn't it? These are the people who changed Barry's diapers, taught him to walk and talk, and put him through years of school. 
They had to deal with Barry's disobedience, disrespect, moodiness, and hormonal changes. Who can blame his parents if they have a little trouble seeing Barry as a fully grown adult? So what might it look like when you, like Barry's parents, struggle to see your adult children as real adults? First, you may keep giving advice when they haven't asked for it. Upon observing Barry's parenting, his mom tells him that he doesn't need to be so hard on her grandchild. After all, children will just rebel if their parents are too strict. Why don't you try giving more grace and speaking a bit more kindly? We just don't want our grandchild to grow up to be a serial killer. You understand that, right? Parental advice is a beautiful thing, especially when it is securely rooted in godly wisdom. But even if the advice is helpful, it is often difficult for adult children to receive it when it is not requested in the first place. Typically, adults only give advice to other adults when asked, due to the natural respect they have for one another. But parents who are still treating their adult children as children don't usually wait to be asked. Like Barry's parents, you can feel that it is your duty to speak and your child's duty to listen. And then, of course, obey. So what happens when Barry doesn't agree with or immediately take and receive his parents' advice? He may be treated like a child and end up being punished in a variety of ways. Well, second, you may also question their decisions. It's time for kindergarten and Carrie and David decide to try homeschooling Carrie's parents' first grandchild. The problem is that Carrie was educated in public schools, which offered all sorts of beneficial opportunities for her. How will our grandson make friends? But you aren't a trained elementary school teacher. All the homeschoolers we know are sort of, you know, strange. Now, there's nothing wrong with challenging your adult child's decisions from time to time. Part of what will distinguish this scenario as a problem of parents treating Carrie as a child is how her decision is confronted. Does it come with a side order of disrespect, superiority, and criticalness? Are her parents unwilling to have an actual adult conversation about her decision? If those questions are answered in the affirmative, then over time, Carrie may even realize that nearly every one of her decisions are questioned especially the ones that go against her parents' beliefs and past decisions. The underlying insinuation tends to be that your adult child hasn't done a good job of thinking through things as you have always done. Well, another way to treat an adult child like a child is through financial manipulation. Some parents have discovered that the best way to get what they want from their adult children is to manipulate them. One of the tried-and-true techniques is simple monetary bribery. Manipulation, bribery, sounds like you become more like the mafia or dirty politicians rather than loving parents. Unfortunately, Aaron's parents are still treating her like a child by buying her overly expensive gifts, paying for her beach vacations, and by simply handing out money. In response to whatever is requested, when it is requested. The giving of gifts and financial help may not always be intended to be manipulative on your part, but it certainly may open the door to it. We'll talk about that more in another podcast. 
After all, it's extremely hard for Aaron not to work extra hard to please parents who are being so nice to her and giving her all sorts of good things. Money is always a prime way parents use to keep adult children behaving more like children. And then there's the attempt to make your children feel guilty. If you took a poll, a majority of adult children would probably say that one or both of their parents still have a great talent for making them feel guilty. Maybe that ability comes from years of catching your children breaking rules and trying to excuse their real guilt. Or maybe most of them just hate the thought of breaking their mother's or father's hearts. Whatever the reason, when Frank's parents say things that induce false guilt, it takes a toll even though he's an adult. You never visit us anymore. Would it kill you to call us once in a while? You know, the highway between us runs both ways. I just wish I could see my grandchildren more often. And you too, of course. While Frank knows what his parents are trying to do, it may not make it easier to handle. Ultimately, he ends up just reliving his childhood years somewhat, which may invoke all sorts of unhealthy responses now that he's an adult. Trying to make your child feel guilty in order to get a particular response out of them will not encourage an adult-to-adult relationship. But sadly, there are more aggressive techniques that parents use. Have you been the type of father who could just give your children a particular angry or stern look and they would melt? Or maybe you're a mother who could raise your voice and yell in ways that forced your children into submission. Will that sort of parental aggression work on your adult children now when they are married and have children of their own? All it has to accomplish is to make him or her feel like a nine-year-old again. Just the fear of a certain look, a raised voice, or harsh words can keep them in their place as adult children. After all, Gina doesn't want to see her parents get mad, especially in front of the grandchildren. It is much easier for Gina to give in to whatever is frustrating her parents in order to keep the peace. If you created an angry home atmosphere because you were an angry parent when your children were younger... It can't be expected that dynamic will change very much just because your children are now adults. Okay, here's one more. Idle or not-so-idle threats. Since you don't seem to care about listening to me, I won't be coming to your house for Christmas. I really don't feel welcome in your house, so I won't be coming to my granddaughter's birthday party. Because you can't speak to me respectfully, don't expect me to call you anytime soon. Depending on the parent and the situation, he or she may or may not follow through on those threats. Either way, the result is still the same. Your adult child will feel like a child yet again. Making threats may have worked for you when your children were young, which makes it an appealing weapon later on as well. But the reality is that making threats are an immature way to manipulate another adult, even your adult child. There are a wide variety of explanations for why you may be struggling to treat your child like a true adult. It could be significant fear on your part, fear of not being needed anymore or not being honored. It could be anxiety that your adult child may be ruining your grandchild's life. Or it could even be spiritual pride, an underlying belief that no child of yours will ever be smarter, 
wiser, etc., than you are. Whatever the case, the ultimate question is, what can you do to better behave in ways that respect your child as an adult? Now, before we answer that question, it's essential to describe the opposite set of problems first. What if you're treating your adult child like a child because he or she keeps acting like one? Just imagine for a moment a world in which all children suddenly stop growing up into adulthood. No, I'm not describing a type of Peter Pan movie where certain grown-ups live in ways to forever remain as children. Picture more of a sci-fi movie where some evil serum stunts human growth and turns off the biological clock of all current children. What would be the consequences of all children remaining in childhood forever? Now think of children who actually become biological adults, but refuse to become thoroughly adult in thoughts and actions. What happens then? What are some of the ways adults behave as children, even when they have children of their own? And what impact will that have on the transition to an adult-to-adult relationship with you, their parents? The following are some types of problems that exemplify adult children acting like children. First, irresponsible behavior. What sorts of activities would tempt Jeremy's parents to treat him like a child even though he's an adult? Drinking too much in front of the children? Not disciplining his children and thereby spoiling them? Gambling away his child's college funds? Obviously, there are a multitude of ways to raise the alert to DEFCON 1 as you watch the behavior of your adult children. By definition, acting foolishly irresponsible will make them appear to be more like children than adults. So while Jeremy may think that being an adult gives him the right to behave any way he pleases, that is not a biblical definition of adulthood. Maturity is supposed to be the primary component of adulthood, requiring us to restrain our foolish and childish impulses. And then there's childish communication. Didn't I tell you that we are celebrating little Johnny's party the weekend before his birthday? Sorry to switch plans on you. I just assumed either time would be fine for you. You are never here when I need you. These and other messages are the typical ways Karen acts like a child when she speaks to her parents. As you probably have experienced, young children don't naturally communicate well with their parents, so they must be taught to communicate properly. Information is often left out, words are used to hurt or manipulate, and overall communication can just be a tool to get what they want. But mature adults are supposed to communicate much more clearly, thoughtfully, and effectively. When Karen speaks to her parents in ways that are childish and immature, then she shouldn't be surprised when they speak to her as a child rather than as an adult. And then there's the blatant disrespect of parents. It can also be tempting for adult children to speak to their parents in dishonoring ways. Leroy has been speaking to his parents disrespectfully since his teenage years. As an adult, he continues to be extremely sarcastic, especially to his mother. In reality, his speech is even more caustic and rude as an adult than it used to be as a youth. 
Communicating with sarcasm, eye rolling, irritation, and even cursing when angry will certainly make your adult child seem like a child to you. God's word calls your adult children to respect you as their parents, not only in attitude, but also with their words. Exodus 20 verse 12. Violating this instruction will most likely create the atmosphere for only an ongoing, unsatisfying parent-child relationship. Then there's overuse bordering on abuse. Mom, can you watch the twins on Friday so we can go on a date night? Mom, can you pick up the kids after school so I can get my hair done? Dad, can you keep the twins for a week while I go with my husband on a business trip? Now, if these three requests came from Mary over the course of a few months, then her parents may be happy to step in to help. Yet there is also the risk that Mary could overuse and even abuse the good graces of her parents. That's when she may end up looking much more like a child than an adult. We'll discuss this particular topic more thoroughly in a later podcast. But at this point, it's vital to recognize that if your adult child expects you to be virtually on call for all their child care needs or wants, he or she is acting more like a child than an adult. And then there's the high expectation of parents. In a similar vein, married adult children can hold particular expectations of their parents that are unrealistic. Norman tells his parents things like, but I thought we could use your beach house for free whenever we wanted it. You know, a good grandparent would at least try to make it to most of his grandchild's ball games. You should always be available when I need you. Now, it's normal for your children to have particular expectations about you when it comes to how you should treat them, their spouses, and their children. You may have even contributed to the building up of these expectations in their minds early on by your willingness to respond to almost every one of their whims. Yet normal expectations become false and hurtful when they end up becoming much more self-serving than parent-honoring. Norman is coming across more like a spoiled child than a grown-up, especially when he articulates the expectation more like they are really demands. Then there's constantly seeking parents' approval. This last way an adult may act more like a child emerges from a people-pleasing heart or an extreme sensitivity to criticism and corrections. Omar says to his wife, I don't want mom and dad knowing how much we are in debt. It drives me crazy that my parents seem to like my sister's kids more than ours. I hope changing our schedule to fit their vacation plans will make them happy with me for once. Who doesn't want their parents to be pleased with their adult decisions? Yet when it becomes a regular pattern of your adult children slavishly seeking your approval, they are again acting more like a child than an adult. As much as God calls your children to honor and respect you, it must not cross the line into idolatrous people-pleasing, or they will eventually end up in childish foolishness. So hopefully it's clear that a defective adult-to-adult relationship with your children can arise from their end or your end. You can mistakenly treat your adult child like a child even after he or she is married and even grandchildren are around. On the other hand, they can act too much like children, 
prompting an unhealthy parental response from you. To wisely relate to your children after they are married, this must be corrected according to biblical truth. While some of these more stubborn issues between you and your adult children can seem unchangeable, it is worth the attempt to move the relationship in the right direction. So let's consider some practical principles to move from a child-parent relationship to an adult-to-adult relationship. First, do a complete self-examination. Now, that's probably not where you typically want to begin. After all, who really likes a good old-fashioned self-assessment? But this is a clear biblical mandate when it comes to solving our relational problems. In the context of passing judgment on another, Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 5, You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do you have a log which is preventing an adult-to-adult relationship with your adult child that needs to be removed? Are you only looking at how your child is acting like a child when you are actually contributing to the problem as well? As Jesus said, you're only going to assess the situation clearly if you first deal with your own behavior and attitudes. If you don't take this step, you are acting as a hypocrite. So start by asking yourself the following questions to turn the light of truth on yourself first. First, what things have I said to my adult children that may make them feel like children? Second, how have I responded when my adult child has truly acted like a child? Third, how have I wrongly treated my adult like a child out of my own sinful pride, fear, or anger? Fourth, what blind spots need the Spirit's illumination? And fifth, how can I become more humble in my relationship with my adult children as I make efforts to change? Now, these may seem like easy questions, but they are much more difficult to answer and implement honestly. This is especially the case if you are presently carrying some anger and bitterness towards your adult children. Enlist your spouse to help you in this assessment as well, just to keep you honest. Well, this leads us to the next part of this challenging work of moving towards an adult-to-adult relationship with your children. That is, get on the same page with your spouse. When it comes to dealing with adult children, are you both seeing the same things? Or do you regularly disagree how to handle things with the children and grandchildren? If it is the latter, then you too have some work to do. Maybe you will end up discovering that you are treating them too much like children in various ways. Or possibly your spouse does not yet understand the true reality of how often your adult child is acting like a child, provoking a poor response. So it's time to compare some mental notes on some past and present interactions with your adult children. Work together with your spouse to get an honest view on what is going on in your relationship. Try to come to an honest conclusion of where your relationship with all your adult children currently stand. Do you recognize why it is so important to be on the same page with your spouse? Obviously, you want to be unified in everything as a couple, right? Yet this is so essential in order for there to be any hope of real growth in the relationship with your adult children. For example, if your adult child speaks rudely to you, not showing you respect, 
and your spouse says, you know, he's right to treat you that way. You are acting poorly. How will that impact your marriage? Or after your daughter once again uses and abuses you for childcare, your husband says, don't get so upset. It's a privilege to be able to see our grandchildren. How do you think that will be received? Okay, next step, walk through some response scenarios. At a certain point in your relationship with your adult children, you can probably guess much of what will be said and how they'll react in particular situations. If you think about it hard enough, they may be fairly predictable. Well, let's test that theory with a few scenarios. How would your adult child respond to these? First, if you critique their parenting when over for Sunday lunch. Or if you told them you really don't want to keep your grandchildren every Friday night. Or if you stop going to every ball game or grandchild activity. Or if you got into a serious discussion about your theological or political differences. Or if you told them you are upset that they are not coming home for the holidays. Do you have a good idea what the response would be like to these and other scenarios? If so, you're ready to plan your next move. Take the time to simulate a response to whatever present difficult situation you find yourself in with your adult children. Talk through how you'll respond the next time your children act like children. Map out what you'll say, making to stay within clear biblical parameters like these. Keeping your speech respectful in tone and content. Holding your tongue when becoming angry. Watching out for any sarcasm or cynicism. Striving for peace in the relationship ultimately. And then showing grace and kindness to them. You will make great strides in moving to an adult-to-adult relationship with your adult children if you become more prepared in your responses. This isn't always possible since we have a way of being surprised when we thought we had heard it all. Next, confess and repent where needed. When you begin with healthy self-confrontation, then you just may be convicted by the Spirit that you need to confess your part of the problem. At first, a confession to God will be what is required. Acknowledge your sin as a parent to an adult child and either responding poorly to their childishness or treating him or her as a child when it isn't deserved. Always remember that proper confession is simply and clearly agreeing with what God says of you in the situation. After that, you'll have to wisely decide if a confession needs to be made to your adult children as well. They may need to hear and see your humility in order to stop acting like children. Also, you need to respond well to confrontation. Unless they are confrontation adverse, your married adult children may decide they need to hit the problem they have with you head on. They may write you a stern letter and tell you how they feel. They may choose to sit you down at Christmas and tell you all the ways you have offended them. Speaking as a biblical counselor, I have not seen these sorts of confrontations go very well. Even if adult children communicate well, parents can still tend to feel dishonored and disrespected. So if you do receive a letter, email, text, or an actual face-to-face confrontation, you need to respond with humility and kindness and understanding. 
Focus on the fact that your child is sincerely trying to act as an adult and maybe even promote an adult-to-adult relationship. Your adult child may also have some good points and fair critiques of your words, attitudes, and behaviors. It may not be easy to hear some of the things that are said, and there always may be false things said about you. Strive to model a godly response to confrontation, agreeing with the truth and lovingly rebutting the untruths. In Matthew 18, 15 through 20, Jesus teaches that biblical confrontation is often necessary to reconcile Christian relationships. So not only do you need to respond well to confrontation, but you may need to actually confront your adult children yourself. Instead of simply making comments once in a while or offering some critique on the fly, you may need to call a meeting with them. Especially if the relationship has become strained, it is essential to speak the truth in love with a willingness to work to make things better. This calls for great care and wisdom as your child may feel like you're treating him or her like a child during the confrontation. Be very specific with your concerns and make sure to include the ways you have contributed to the problem. And then finally, be patient. Does this part of the process need to be articulated? What if you've been patient with concerning behavior by your adult children and it's wearing on you? This is not some sort of passive patience where you just cross your fingers and hope that everything gets better. A biblical patience is one that is resting in the will of a sovereign God for our relationships. It comes with a willingness to continue the relationship even when your heart and mind is trying to protect and defend itself. So instead of just avoiding interactions with your adult children, wishing things were better, you must patiently work towards a better relationship with them. There is a reason why patience is a fruit of the Spirit, since we need the Spirit to work in order for things to change. So in conclusion, it's just too easy to keep your relationship with your adult child in a permanent parent-child dysfunction instead of moving to an adult-to-adult relationship. If you are selfishly and sinfully still treating them as children, you need to change. While some books or counselors may advise you just to set up harsh and rigid boundaries to prevent further problems or to save your sanity, this is not the wisest way to handle the adult children you are still called to love. You have work to do, or more importantly, God still has more work to do in your heart as well as the hearts of your children. Thank you for listening to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney. This weekly podcast is supported by Biblical Counseling and Training Ministries, which you can learn more about at bctministries.com. If you have found yourself encouraged or challenged today, please share this podcast with your church, family, and friends. Rate us on iTunes and your social media outlets. It really helps. Until next time, may you enjoy the riches of God's compassionate grace and mercy in your life.